All right, welcome back into the program here on the Blitz 1170, streaming live as always on the Blitz 1170 app. And looky here, it's been a while, and it is softball season, by the way, so I thought that we'd check in with my man, Chris Plank, who's joining us now here on the Blitz. What's up, dude? How are you, buddy? I'm good, Pop. This is the uh, time of year where I spend about Three weeks or about a whole month away from life and reality. I travel with this softball team, and it's been pretty cool. Uh, they're doing really well, and I think Friday might be one of the more amazing days that we've had in softball. If you know, if some of the work can make sure. I, I just drove by before we were talking. A lot of work left to be done, Pop. A lot of work left to be done on Love's Field. But no, man, I appreciate you guys having me on. How are you? Yeah, good, man. Good. I, I definitely want to get into Love's Field for sure. But you just said I take a little vacation from my life when I travel with this right. softball team. That seems to be, and maybe I'm wrong on this, but a bunch of freaking rock stars. What's the scene like when you roll into a tournament like you just got back from? from is it the Mary Nutter? Mary Nutter. Where you've got... Um, traditional softball programs that are there competing against Oklahoma, but it just seems like they take on this almost, I don't want to call it like Beatles-esque, but just this otherworldly different machine that people look up to and just want to be around and be a part of. It seems like a wild ride, man. No, it really is. It's shocking. You know, I, the first time I went, it's kind of funny now that you say that. The first time I went to the Mary Nutter was 2016. And after I got over laughing about the name of it, I realized this is a really big event, right? There is every team that is anyone in college softball was there. And you steadily saw the following grow where it was, I'm like, dang, man, in 16, you know, we, we caught a plane and everyone packed their bags by the side fence and we left and we went to the airport. 17 got a little crazier. 18, it was pretty, pretty crazy with this throng of fans wanting autographs. And then you had 2020, and I don't think we went in 21. When we went back in 22 because of, of, of COVID, I don't know if California did anything in 2021, but when we went back in 22, suddenly it was like a different world. And I was I was asking JT, I said, when do you remember this shift happening? Because his first year was my first year. It was 2016 as well. And he's like, I think it was 20. He said, I think it was 21, uh, 22. And I'm like, I think you're right because 22, 23, not 24, Pop, we have the girls have to walk essentially with security. And I don't mean that because they're in danger. I mean that because everyone wants their autograph or a picture with them. Um, I'm supposed to be in charge of uh, security with Patty Gasso, but I failed her miserably. <laughs> we, we, were, we were leaving, and it's, it's not a short walk. The setup there kind of sucks, but it's literally your field, and then depending on what field you play on, you're parked like from – that Tulsa to Claremore, so you got to like walk the whole way there. And you have to there. walk through everyone, right? Yeah, you got to walk through everyone. There's no path around him. And so, Coach, I was walking Coach back, and every so often she would stop and sign one, and I would be the bad guy. I'm like, hey, she can't really do autographs. And so one time I said it uh, as we were leaving. I, I told the girl, I'm like, hey, Coach can't do autographs. And her mom, Pop, I kid you not, goes, you said you'd sign it yesterday. <laughs> you said you'd sign it yesterday. Oh, and she no. yelled it, and so – at that point, I, Coach kind of stopped, and she walked back around, and she signed the girls' thing, and she left. So it's just – it's nonstop, dude. It's crazy, and it's really cool to see, right, because it's a bunch of girls, a bunch of little girls that just want to have someone that they look up to and have a – I guess you could say a little piece of it, and it was really it – was, it was cool to see. It's really cool to see how it's grown. A little scary sometimes because you can't even – at the hotels now, it's almost like we have to be in a separate area because of the – 
I hate to use the term fame, but because of how famous they've become in that world. It's really, really cool to see that grow for them. How do they handle it? How do the players handle it? I get it if you've been through it. But if you're, say, someone that's young on this team right. that has been dropped into the middle of this incredible run, I can see where it might take you a little while <laughs> to wrap your head around what is happening and also, too, the high level and expectation that Patty still places within the program. Right. No, it's... um. It is a different world because you can tell those who have been through it a lot and you can tell those who it's new for, right, where it's kind of a little bit big-eyed. Meanwhile, for the Jada Coleman's and the Kinsey Hansons of the world, it's still really cool for them, but they're also used to it. And they've got little girls screaming and people yelling their name. And, you know, the the younger players, the Ella Parkers of the world, you know, they're still kind of getting used to it a little bit. So it's – I feel like the players who have been in it for a couple of years, they get it. They know it. They're doing more stuff with their NIL, so they're out and about with the gloves and practice, and not practices, um, lessons and tournaments and things of that nature and appearances. But it is really cool when you see a Cassidy Pickering or even, even a Kelly Maxwell, right? Oklahoma State softball is really well known, and I'm sure that there's a, a lot of you know autograph seekers and things of that nature. But suddenly you're on another level when you're at this event with the University of Oklahoma. So it's really, it's really, really cool to see. It's a, for those that aren't familiar, but maybe you're watching what Caitlin Clark is doing for Iowa basketball. It's, it, it's in basketball in general. It's kind of similar to that, only this has been sustained now over the last, what, you know, eight, nine years. I always laugh at the level that we hold this team to. The, the early season loss last year, because we talked about this. Yeah. Everyone, like, what the hell's wrong with them? You know, they're losing. Oh, okay. All right. Calm down a little bit here. But the Sooners go in and outscore their opponents 43-5 to five in this event. And the only thing I can hear is, well, you know, their offense just isn't very good right no, now. Yeah. And I'm like, good Lord. Yeah. I, I, I just marvel at it, man. It's insane. And I'll, I'll sit back and I'll, I'll hear, like, like two, twofold here, Pop. Like, they won a game... I think it was like nine to two and eight nothing on a, on a Saturday, and or, or I'm sorry, 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 on a Friday a couple weeks ago, and I remember going back to the hotel and just you know sitting around talking to Coach, and she's like, "We weren't very good, we're just not very good," and you're like, "Coach, I don't know how to tell you this. I don't know if you're aware, but you won back to back to back national titles, and uh, you're in the midst of a sixty, you know, what are we up to, sixty five game winning streak, but it shows you, Pop." that level of expectation that starts with their coach. Yeah. Now, there's another part of it to where they won a game two weeks ago, three-zip over McNeese State. And I know some people would probably say, what's wrong? And I remember even uh, talking to a few people about it. It's like, well, I'm glad to see everyone calm down over Saturday night. And I'm like, Saturday night? is like, yeah, you know, just beat McNeese State three-zip. Like, whoa. First of all, it was like eight degrees outside in Louisiana, so it was ridiculous. Secondly, that's a tournament team, right? That's that's mm -hmm. a team that makes the NCAA tournament and almost made a super regional. And third, that's what happens in normal softball. <laughs> you know, you win a game three zip, you win five to one, but you hit the level of expectation is such where if they don't run rule someone, the response is, "What's wrong? What's going on here?" So it is, and you can tell, you can tell that some of the players it, it wears on them. Right? I mean, how can it not? Of course. Because you're constantly hearing about it. But I think last weekend, even though they had a couple of slow starts, I think you saw them um, do more than just exist, right? You saw them become, all right, let's, let, let's embrace this. Let's go. This is a level of pressure that 
we felt last year this is different. People want us to go undefeated, but we don't care about that. Let's go have fun and let's get back to playing softball. And I think you saw that this past weekend. I think you saw a team that they didn't have their best pitching this weekend, but when they didn't, their hitting stepped up. And when their pitching was good, their defense stepped up even more. So I just I think you saw some things click this last weekend, Pop, that Patty Gasso wanted to see. Because even though they're undefeated, they haven't played their best, and even though fans expect run rules every single time, guess what? Their coach expects a higher level of execution than any of us could have imagined, and she seemed pretty happy after the way things went this past weekend. Let me go Ronnie Radio for a moment here. Chris Plank is our guest here on the Blitz 1170. I'm trying to reset more, dude. It's just one of those things that terrible constantly it, just a I'll look up and I'm like, it's been 20 minutes and I haven't even myself. told you what I'm doing. I know. I'm, I'm such a dummy when it comes to just doing the simple radio <laughs> things for sure. Right. I, I want to stay with Patty because that's the one element as someone from a distance that appreciates her as much as any coach, I think, in any sport. And it doesn't matter what they've accomplished. It doesn't matter that they just might have run-ruled someone. She is very cut and dry with giving you what her thoughts are in that moment about the team. And she said, hey, you know what? Our pitching has been great. Offense, meh. Uh, mentality of the team, you know, it was, she, I think she said it's kind of interesting. And I'm yeah. and I'm, I'm setting back here, and I'm like, all right. Like, you just rolled off the resume. Yeah. All these championships in a row. But none of that happens they're not at that point without her having that mentality every single day and never backing down from it. You know, we got it. We've got a uh, new media relations guy. His name is Thomas for softball. And uh, if you follow softball, or maybe even if if you don't, you just kind of catch some updates every now and then. You hear the term championship mindset talked about a lot. And Thomas said, well, what is that? You know, what does that even mean? And in my mind, I've had it ingrained in me so much. I'm like, you don't know what that means. you know. And then you kind of turn. You're like, well, it means those seven titles. It means you know what it takes to, to win those. I think, what are we on, like 12 straight Big 12 titles? You understand what it takes to have the kind of success that you have a cathedral that you're moving into. You know, it's just you focus every single ounce and every single inch of what you're doing on being elite. There, There is no... No days off, you know, it, well, there are days off, but you, you're so committed to being the best that you can be is that you're approaching it with, I'm going to win championships. I'm going to be the best. And uh, it's really cool to see. It's really cool to see how they've embraced it. Now, Pop, there is a part of me, you know me, I'm kind of a glass half full kind of a guy when things are going well. I always worry about the future. And things are going so well, you can't help but point out, nine kid players from this team are not coming back next year. So there's a lot of you better embrace this moment mm. because Tiari Jennings, Jada Coleman, Kinsey Hansen, Alyssa Brito are all gone. Riley Boone are all gone after this year. You know, Kelly Maxwell, Nicole May, uh, uh, Keeney, Ludlam, they're all gone after this year. Jada Coleman, if I haven't mentioned her. So you, you've got to embrace every minute and every second of this that you can not that they're going to suck. They're still going to be really good. They have the top recruiting class in the country the last two years, and you have two major contributors on this team that are true freshmen. But you have a good foundation of this is how you handle it. This is what you do. And I, I hope fans are embracing just how committed to being the best. Even if they could not win another game, and you're still like, what a legacy, right? <laughs> what a legacy. And yet they're driven to push that bar higher and higher, and it starts from the top. It's really – Patty Gasso lays it out, man, and she's no, she's no, um, there's no fakeness about her. You know what you're going to get, and you know how you're going to get it, and has she adjusted over time? Absolutely. 
but she also knows what it takes to build a championship, and they're they're right there, man. They're right there where they need to be at this point in the season. What's left for them to do at Love's? Um, I, and I know, (laughs) and and from what I've read, I mean, there's going to be a lot of things that are going to be kind of a work in progress as the season moves along with some of the um, amenities of it. I dude, I've just quite frankly flabbergasted that they even got the sod down in enough time, right. For it to take hold for them to be able to play after we saw the drone footage from a few weeks ago. I was like, all right, sure. Okay. Are we going to be able to get that time? On that, and and yet here we are. So what technically is left, and as it will continue to be, yes, a palatial palace, but also a work in progress, at least for year one. Yeah, I think the problem is, um, I the problem is more than anything else, we, the royal we, we're in a really tough spot because it's the team areas, it's, and certain fan amenities that just, they're not there. So, in other words, all the meeting rooms and everything are still at Marita Hines. They don't have locker rooms that are done there yet. I don't think the cages are done there. So, they're going to have to do their infield and all that, and, and, I'll, and all their stretching at Marita Hines, and then they'll bring it down to Love's Field. So, they're still, like all the team areas, Josh, they need they need to be improved. That's That's number one. Number two, and I think maybe the the, the part – that the word patience, you know, Axel Rose talked about needing a little patience. Mm. Bro, if you're coming down, patience. Patience. Okay. It's they're gonna close Imhoff, and that is the road that is between the the, the uh, baseball gym and then the softball facility there. They're gonna close that road, um, be like where the softball stadium is. So you'll be able to walk across the street and park at the LNC. Uh so that I don't think that's gonna be that big of a problem. But I, like I said, I literally drove by on my way home to talk to you. And there is, is there's a lot to do, dude. And most of it is, <laughs> most of it is with all the fan amenity stuff and with all the team stuff. So it's open. We're going to be able to play and all your seats are good and you're going to enjoy it. But you, you got to have some patience and you better prepare yourself that it's going to be a little bit, it's going to be a little bit of a mess. Are you going to be able to broadcast? That should be the next question. I, I was in a picture of the booth and there was a lot of power tools that were oh, sitting on the no. table still. And I, and I know this much. I, now I haven't been in there yet and there's a part of me that wants to be surprised. But uh, I've been told that everything is good to go. Like on the, it, I might have not have carpet this weekend and that's fine. But as soon as we're done, this isn't a situation, Josh, or Pop, where we're having to leave all of our equipment and all the media stuff can stay there. This is a situation where you bring it and you take it home with you because as soon as you leave on Sunday afternoon, it's back to work to put the finishing touches that will continue throughout the year. So, in short, patience, in ingress, egress, going to be a bit of an issue. They're, they're trying to fence around the area. They're putting down sod and stuff outside, but it's going to be a mess, and it's supposed to rain here tomorrow, so that's probably going to set things back a bit. But as far as field, playing surface seats, it's going to be really cool. It's uh, it's ready to go. All right, uh, last one. Tell me a little bit about team from what you've seen so far. Uh, we know the pitching has been elite level. It looks like that defensively they haven't – Missed a beat at all. Uh, made the joke a little bit earlier about offensively, but uh, what are just some key points and parts about this team that you've noticed so far through the early portion? Yeah, their um, pop their defense is really good. Uh, I, I knew it was going to be adjustment whenever Grace Lyons left, but Tiara Jennings has been really smooth. Brito is is really good on that left side of the infield too. 
Um, so you've got Brito at third, and you've got Jennings at short, and they've been really good. Uh, I've been t- it's not a battle. It's a matchup thing at second, so they've had three different players play at second. No one's really kind of taken off to where you're like, wow, that needs to be the everyday second baseman. Um, but on the infield, they're just they're, they're very smooth still. Uh, the outfield's the best I've ever seen. I mean, this Cassidy Pickering freshman, pop, you're going to love watching her because she is – it, you just you, you see certain people in this sport where their mannerisms you're like oh, okay you know they can play Grace Lyons where it's almost like a baseball player you know everything about her you're like wow are you sure that person's not a shortstop for the baseball team Pickering's been great in the outfield Riley Boone's already having a career year at the plate and Jada's Jada so defensively they're they're where they want to be pitching staff is beyond what I could have expected right now uh, but they did have a bit of a rough weekend. Though every time they would have something go south, then they would turn it around and pitch really well. Uh, like Nicole May, I think she had, I think she had uh, matched her walk total for the season in, in this weekend. Kelly Maxwell had six of her eight walks so far this year, this weekend. But then when they would get an, another opportunity, they would shut things down. So you always have an advantage because you have Patty Gasso. But you, you think about losing Jordy Ball and how much that hurt. With these six pitchers that they have right now, any of them can contribute. So. They've got some things to work on offensively. Coach has been bouncing the lineup up a, a little bit, but they haven't been hitting as many home runs, but you've seen the extra base hits. They're really good defensively, um, deep in the pitching staff. It's kind of a typical Sooner softball team, except Pop. They just, they're not hitting as many home runs as they usually hit, and they've, uh, they've been producing runs in a different kind of way, and it's really fun to see. Where are the Raiders going at 13? My gosh, I'm kind of rooting for Byron Murphy now, right? Okay. <laughs> Give me a big guy in the middle. Yeah. Um, I, I don't think you're going to be able to get a quarterback. Something scares me about J.J. McCarthy. Don't know what it is. No, you don't me. want that. No. Don't want that, uh-uh. especially at 13. But um, yeah, Antonio Pierce is saying all the right things. I don't, know if he, I don't know if he knows what's going on, but he's saying all the things that gets me fired up, so I'm here for it. I believe, I believe that I got the right n- phone number from this girl that I just met, right? <laughs> I'm buying everything that Antonio <laughs> Pierce is selling me right now. He drives around in a cool car, so he's yep. uh, he's all right with me for sure. <laughs> Dude, have a great call, man. Have fun. Yeah, and, it should uh, be awesome. Enjoy the moment. It will be uh, really, really cool for what is one of the new superpowers of the Midwest, which is uh, OU softball. It's great to see you, man. Pop, uh, have a great week. Hope you and the fam are doing well, and I appreciate you having me on. Thanks, buddy. Appreciate you. That is uh, Chris Plank joining us here on the Blitz 1170. We'll take a timeout. We'll come back with more next year streaming live on the Blitz 1170 app.